You're listening to Cap Chat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. This is Cap Chat. What's going on, Tyler? Can you hear me, my man? Absolutely, buddy. Can you hear me? Dude, I am I am sitting outside in in Florida, man. It is uh, it's nice. Um it was five degrees when I left this morning. How what's the weather now? Um, it's uh, looks like a balmy twelve degrees. We're really on a heat oh, wave. Yeah, man, almost almost putting shorts on. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man, know, it's, it, it's it took you one second basically to to brag to me that you're in Florida and I'm in the Midwest being cold. So, well, you know, I'm I doing you a favor just in case you hear noises in the background. I don't want you to think I'm getting robbed or anything like that. So, okay, okay. I, I, yeah, it's it's really for. Because I know that you're a concerned friend, and so I just want to make sure, like, I, I'm okay. It's just people playing soccer in shorts. Okay, well, shorts. Speak, <laughs> you know, speaking of speaking of uh, apparel, I think a lot of our audience wants to know, when you tried to hem your pants, uh, did it work? Is it successful? Are you wearing them in front? <laughs> Uh, I am not wearing the pants I hemmed. Um, those pants are no longer pants, uh, that <laughs> they, well, they are now ragged to be because oh, no. I'm not good at hemming. Uh, I took the other ones to, to the seamstress as you recommended. So oh, I, I, I grossly failed at, at, at sewing my own pants. Yeah, so, but I do now have a $9 sewing kit if anyone would like to, to buy um i oh. oh you're doing it i could have hit my pants well yeah uh, there you go for, yeah. for sale uh, a sewing kit from josh <laughs> yeah nine dollars i'll sign it even i'll sign it <laughs> well we this is this is cap chat live i'm uh, down here at ac del rey rush in west palm beach florida so that it it, it it is nice um we, we have some cool guests today but the, the the topic is the mental aspect of the game and uh and we, so we have two college players that will be joining us um so one is emily hannah from the university of missouri st louis she's the current captain um so she'll, she's going to talk about the the game uh and then we actually have a, a we're Stockton. Uh, Eddie Garcia um, is going to be joining us as well. Um, kind of talk mental mental aspect of the game and, and what the day looks like in a life of, of, of a, uh, a female player and, and, and a men's player. So um, they're going to be hopping on here um, pretty quick and going into it. And um, so yeah, it's pretty pretty excited. Looking forward to uh, to what they kind of have to say. So, um, but, but without further ado, uh, we are going to start. Tyler's Trends. Big box. <laughs> Tyler's Trends. Yeah, yeah, Tyler's Trends. Uh, right, everyone's uh, everyone's favorite segment. Um, yeah, so this this week, uh, this is this is a, a challenge, Josh, a challenge to all of those recruits and their parents today. Um, and, and the challenge oh, like is... Yeah, the, the challenge is make sure you know uh, the coaches that you know you want to play for, um, or that are recruiting you. Um, so a, a good way to do that, um, and I encourage it, is to you know follow them on social media. 
and get to know them a little bit through who they are virtually. Um, I think it can say a lot about um, a coach and a person. Um, and, you know, uh, some things that I think you can look for is, that, you know, is this a normal person, right? Um, <laughs> do, do, do they have normal comments? Are they, are they sports fans? You know, are they family people? Um, are, what, what do they do for their spare time? And, and, you know, if you can look at profiles of coaches as, uh, as, a, as a recruit, I think that's something that um, would be helpful as far as I'm not saying you have to follow them. You know, don't you don't have to be friends and follow them or whatever uh, platform you're using. But if they're if they're a normal coach, their profile is probably public and you know, check them out. See what they have to say. See what their thoughts are on a lot of different things. See the consistency of their messages. I think that's important, Josh. Um, and then. You know, here, here's one. Of, so I, I guess my Tyler's trends here kind of goes to the, you know, to the college coaches too, right? Um, here, here's a tip. If you have to tweet and post all the time that you're like a gracious, great person, you're probably not a gracious, great person. Uh, so, you know, just a, just a warning to some of the college coaches out there. Just a, you, My trend may be focused at some of you. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, it's a good sign for recruits to, to see that side of it. Um, what do you, what are your thoughts on that, Josh, of just kind of checking out who, who, what coach is recruiting you? You know, I, I like that aspect of it. And, and I've long said that I think, you know, I, you can really control the, your social, your social media profile and, and what, what it looks like. And I think that following coaches and following programs, cause much like probably, Culver, but you know, when I was at, you know, most smaller schools or most schools, their assistant mm-hmm. coach is running their social media platform as well. So along with following mm-hmm. the coach, you, you follow their, their program and, and yep. it's one more way to get in front of a coach. And, and it's a way to, to have talking points to say, Oh, Hey, Culver, you know, beat Columbia college or Umsel beat Rockhurst or, um, and so it gives you talking points for a coach and it pops up because now as a coach, I, I'm seeing the name come up that oh you're liking all the comments you're following the games um so i i think social media can have a have a huge impact i I think on the flip side on the on the on the flippity flip you could also um you can also though be it can be negative if your social media profile is not grandma approved um (laughs) yeah true true I, I think, and but I, I, I wish more kids would use social media. You know, we've seen kids with a in the background doing a, a kissy face and a red solo cup. We're like, hey, I know it's in that red solo cup. Um, you know, so uh, most of the time. But I, I think social media is a huge underrated aspect of the recruitment uh, process uh, to me, and it's yeah. one more way to stand out, especially now when when FaceTime is is limited. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how often do you as a coach use social media uh, in, in that aspect? Um, from a team perspective or from a coach personal perspective? I think, I think, I mean, more recruitment wise, I mean, or how do you oh. use it? Or, I mean, if, yeah. if your personal profile comes into play in recruitment, I mean, how do you, so to, to yeah. follow, keep with your trend? Yeah, good, good question. Um, you know, I, first of all, I like to keep the personal and the, and the team separate. You know, um, so my, my contacts for I'll tell you what's what's been a really um, I mean, this could be a trend for another day. But uh, I think a lot of players, um, not necessarily in the Midwest, but South Southwest especially, have been really hopping on Twitter as um, like you mentioned, Josh, a way to get more exposure to following coaches and, and opening up conversations. 
And uh, we've, we've had a lot of different conversations, I think, with players for me, definitely since the pandemic started um, via social media. So it is a good exposure platform. So, of course, I, you know, you being in your position, you took it that way. You know, this is good for your exposure. Make sure your Twitter profiles are safe. And then my, my challenge to the parents was, you know, hey, you have to like the place that you're going to. So make sure it's portraying the things from the coach and from the team that you want to look for as a player. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I obviously follow you on social media and, and you know, I'd love, you know, you know what you post and, and um, with with you and your daughter and it really, you know, <laughs> And, and that's good, though. You you see you you're right. You see the personality in in, in what they post and um and and what they like. So I think that's. I mean, that's probably one of the reasons we're still friends because I like your social media. <laughs> Isn't that why anyone's friends anymore? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm. I'm. You know. Every year, Tyler would always do opening Christmas cards with his daughter Desi, and it was the it was the greatest time when I actually made the show and you opened my Christmas right. card. With, it was, was Mister right. Hanky. It was Mister Hanky the Christmas right. poo. I forgot about. It. <laughs> she, she, was, she was so confused. <laughs> she was so confused. Yeah, we did. We did have a, a good little segment yeah. uh, with my daughter. We had some fun, but uh, that, yeah. yeah. But I think that that's right. You know, look for those things as when you're looking at coaches, and you know, see who they are. That's okay. Yeah. It's okay to do. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, well, we're, we're gonna we're gonna move in, and we're we're gonna bring in uh, the uh, Emily. Are you there, Haney? Yeah, Josh. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Welcome, welcome to the show. It's great to be here. Thank you for inviting yeah. me. Yeah, Eddie. Are you there as well? Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah, man. Yeah. So we have we have Eddie and, and Emily here, um, and really, what I I. I want to let them kind of take an opportunity to talk about the, the, the difference of the mental game uh, of kind of mentally preparing for college soccer. And um, so, you know, em- Emily, we'll let you go ahead and start and, and let you. Uh, Emily, hang yeah, with, with um, uh, University of Missouri, St. Louis, uh, the captain there. Thanks, Josh. Um, yeah, there's definitely two different um, sides with high school and college soccer. Um, you know, as a senior in high school, it's like the best year. You know, you're having so much fun and uh, you have your senior night and all of that good stuff. And it's just a good time. Um, you know, not really care in the world. You're just there. Um, and then you come into college and you just, you know, it really hits you. You know, it takes up all your time, all your energy it's a whole nother level of commitment, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I love it. Um, it's definitely an eye opener coming in your freshman year. Uh, I had two um, girls that I played um, with high with at my high school with, and um, so I got a lot of insight from them about UMSL and what it was going to be like. So that was definitely a big help with me because I knew what I was getting into when I came in. Um, but yeah, definitely like the time. You know, you're practicing two, two and a half hours a day, um, games on Fridays and Sundays, and then you're only off days on Monday. Um, whereas in high school, you know, you have two or two games a week. You're practicing an hour and a half after school. Um, nothing on the weekends unless you go to a turn, you know, tournament on the weekend. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a big shock. Even from I played slept since I was in fourth grade. Um, so even from select to college soccer, it's, it was a whole new ball game. Uh, yeah, that's great insight. Eddie, Eddie, what about you? Eddie, you come from Wisconsin, correct? Correct. 
Okay, so what, what what about you? What what can you? What was your experience going um, to to college? Um, kind of what what did that transition look like for you? I mean, freshman year it was just like Emily said, it was just like getting used to everything, just the pace of the game, how everyone just handled themselves. I mean, I had the blessing of having some great leaders uh, my freshman year, so they really just showed me like how how I'm actually I'm supposed to handle everything. So that was really nice of them to just mm-hmm. put me under their wing and just telling me how to do things. So that made my life a little easier. But it was definitely a struggle my freshman year, just getting used to all the scheduling and classes and then traveling. That was just it was just rough. Yeah, it it is a big change. So if you if you go back, so let's let's back up and say you guys are are junior Emily, junior Eddie. Mm-hmm. What, what what do you do? What do you do differently? Um, as you knowing what you know now, what do you do differently to prepare? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things that I would just because I'm so much more knowledgeable now than I was a junior. Um, but one of the biggest questions which you guys touched on earlier, um, is just ask the coach, um, what does a day in the life look like as an UMSL women's soccer player or whatever college you're looking at, just so you can get an idea going into it, what their schedule is like, um, what time, you know, they usually practice, what happens. Um, if the game gets rescheduled or like things like that, um, just because, you know, you're going in blind, you don't, you have never experienced anything like this. So definitely just trying to get as much information on the routine of each individual's college's team. That's good. That's very good. Tyler, do you get that question a lot? Is that, is that a question that you wish was asked more often? <laughs> No, that's 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 a good common question. That's a good common question. So she yeah, she handled that right, and I think a lot of recruits right now are are on that trail of asking that question. So I would say, you know, keep that up. Eddie, Eddie, what do you go back and tell Junior Eddie uh, in Wisconsin? Uh, not be afraid of asking random questions or even like small questions, like like pretty much like everything that <laughs> Emily talked about. But not only that, but like asking players. Because the players are really we were supposed to talk to the most, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. they're actually the ones that are doing everything. They're the ones that have classes. They're the ones that have a social life. They're the ones that are practicing, getting treatment, doing all the things that they have to do in order to become better. So just talking to them, even as a freshman, like being comfortable with your teammates, even they're, even if they're seniors or juniors, just talking to them and building relationships with them. Oh, that's very good. So, so, t- so Tyler, to touch, so kind of add to that, how do you recommend? So, I mean, great points. How do you recommend? Is that something you try to you try to get recruits to do, or how do, how does that happen for recruits to to get to know your to get to know a team? Yeah, a, a, a team. You know, a team obviously it may be a little tougher. Um, it just depends on what you know your division allows as far as interaction goes uh, with the player with your team. Um, camps are important in that sense. You know, a lot of people think, oh, um, you know, there, there's a stigma about ID camps or recruit days or whatever, but the, 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 the positive of those is the interaction with the team, right? If those players are, are jumping into exercises or those players are like, you know, quote unquote coaches in the camp, you get to know who they are, you know, and you get to talk to them in certain situations. The other side of that is individually, there's nothing wrong with uh, a player asking if, if they can, you know, talk to a player or if they're on their, their visit, meet with a player. Can a player uh, answer some questions? I think that's great. And, and I think that I'm okay with, you know, and I think I hope a lot of coaches, all coaches would be okay connecting recruits with current players. So, you know, 
they have that opportunity, like Eddie said, to ask the questions. Because uh, both of them mentioned, both players mentioned smooth transitions to their, their college, you know, as far as the, the good leadership. And I, I was comfortable because I knew some people. And, and those are those are big factors in, in the college decision, that comfortability. So bridging that gap by talking to current players as a recruit is an important aspect in the recruiting process. Emily or Eddie, did either one of you guys have an overnight visit prior to, to making your decision? Uh, I had one that was um... – I just stayed with my friends up here that I knew. Um, so it really wasn't an official overnight visit. Um, but yeah, I definitely would, um, you know, remind, you know, uh, juniors in high school right now to take advantage of that um, and get out to colleges if you they offer you overnight visit, visit because that's a great opportunity to, you know, meet the girls that are on the team now that you will, you know, maybe be playing with one day. So I think that's a great um, opportunity to take advantage of. Eddie, did you make the trip down to Canton uh, from Wisconsin? Did. did you I stay did. overnight? I, I came. I came twice. I came here for an ID camp my first time, and then I came as an official visit and toured the campus and got the opportunity to meet with the whole team. So that was really, really nice. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, that was one of the things that helped me. And I, I played at Culver, and that was one of the things that helped me make the decision. I went up there my junior year, uh, and, and Tyler, you, it, blast in the past is 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 you know AB, but. Um, I, you know, I, I was, it was what made, it was what made my visit successful, um, was I, I stayed overnight and met the, met everyone and met the guys. Tyler was, mm-hmm. was a, a freshman in college at the t- time. And, and it was great. I, I um, it, it's really, it's helped me seal the deal to, for visits. So I highly encourage, um, overnight visits if allowed right now, obviously right now with COVID there's, there's, yeah. there's restrictions. Um, Tyler, are you guys allowing overnight visits now or what, what's that look like for you? Um, no, no, I, no. And it, it's probably going to be a trend for a lot of schools. So that's where those conversations um, with the current players become more important and, and exposure to camps and things like that. Like Eddie said, he, he you know attended one of the recruit days or the camps. That's important. You get to meet those players and interact with them and, and see if there's a sense. I, I, I like the, the, the welcoming factor, I think, is important. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, if Emily goes to play with the you know, current team as a, as a high school player, does, does she feel welcome? Does Eddie feel welcomed by the current players and the coaching staff? And that, that sense of welcoming, that's a big factor too on, on, on the brain of, Hey, if I'm welcomed here, I'm going to feel comfortable here for four years. It's important. Yeah. So now, and here's a, uh, and you guys can disagree or not. I, I think that, Coaching changes happen. Emily's been through it. Eddie, I don't know how long you've been at Culver. I don't know if you've been through a coaching change, but coaching changes happen, but typically players will stay. So I think having the comfortability with your players may be more important than a connection with a coach. Um, what do you guys dissect of that? Yeah, that's a really great point. Um, you know, college athletics is – always changing, getting new assistant coaches. Um, and, you know, I've experienced getting a new head coach and it was definitely difficult because, you know, they're coming in and, um, you know, I had the same coach for three years and I, you know, knew what she was going to say, knew what she expected from the team. Um, you know, I knew all the sayings and what she, um, you know, how she ran practices. So it was really hard. Um, but being able to go with it through the team, my team, really helped because I knew that, you know, we were, we were all on the same side. Um, we were going to go through it together. 
um, it really did help because we had that, you know, really good connection with each other. Eddie, have you been through a coaching change there or, or, or are uh, you yes, still? We have. Yeah. Uh, this year we got a new head coach. So it was really interesting because mm -hmm. it meant that every freshman through senior was basically a freshman coming into a new mm -hmm. system and learning everything <laughs> that our new coach had to had to place then. Mm -hmm. So do you agree that, I mean, the importance of getting, I think the, I think the overall theme is, is the importance of getting to know the players in advance is, is, is even yes, more important. Absolutely. Yeah. Super, um, super important. Yep. And you're spending every single day with this team, you know, these, by the end of the season, you're like, oh my gosh, I need to go home. I need to get away from these people. But <laughs> they're like your second family because you're with them, you know, 24 seven, you, um, you live with people on your team. Um, you know, you're traveling together to practices, getting treatment together, staying in hotels together when you travel, like you're with them all the time. So it's very important to have a good connection with your teammates because, you know, these are the people that you go into your competitions with and that you want, you want these people by your side when you're winning and losing games. And I think it's very important. So let's talk about kind of more back kind of on the, on the mental aspect of the game is, and I think one of the problems, and I've kind of brought this up before, is one of the issues we have is is with people club hopping, leaving clubs, and, and they're very comfortable in club or even high school. You kind of know who's going to play, who's going to start, the amount of minutes, uh, and 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 so. But when you go to college, what's that mental game look like now? Because you're starting over again, and what's the competition? And, and are, are you constantly are you fighting for your job, or what's that mental aspect of of that look like? Yeah, Josh. Um, I mean, you know, you were here at UMSL with me for um, two and a half years. So, um, you know, going in every day thinking, okay, I could play this game. Or I cannot play this game. And, you know, it just depends on who performs that week during practice. Um, so it's definitely, you know, puts a mental aspect on the game because you're always constantly, you're just, you have this anxiety building up and especially coming in as a freshman it's even more because, you know, usually freshmen, you know, they don't start, you know, seniority. That's what some people have in mind. But, you know, that goes out the window when you get to college because it's everything is up for grabs. If a freshman comes in and they put on a show and, you know, they're scoring in practices, they got the skills and, you know, X, Y and Z, then they're going to start on, on the games um, and they're continuing to perform in the games. They're going to keep playing. So it's definitely um, a mental game for sure. Eddie, go ahead. What's your thoughts on that? No, absolutely. Especially freshman year. Cause as a freshman, you're coming in from your high school season and you're probably one of the best players on your team. That's why you made the transition <laughs> from high school to college. So you're expecting to get playing time since you believe you're the best. And then once you realize that the competition and everyone just put it, puts in so much effort and work into it, it can be, like your mental, your mental game can uh, go down, but at the same time, you have to understand that it's a business at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You have to put it's in all job. the work and effort. It's your job. Yes, absolutely. And if you're not performing or you're not in shape, like it doesn't matter how good you were, you're not going to get playing time regardless of how much you believe you should. Uh-oh. That, that's when you don't, that's, that's the sign when you're, when you're, when you're not fit. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so you guys, you guys mentioned that in the lack of playing time or, or going to it. What is the, so when you, when you're talking perspective player, I think that's something that to, to mention is how, I mean, how many mistakes when you make a mistake in a game, is your mindset to get better or is it crap? Am I getting pulled? I mean, if you're going to be successful, it has to be, you know, I made this mistake once I'm not going to do it again. I'm going to learn from it. Um, and then you got to move on and keep performing. You can't let it shut you down um, in the middle of a game. Um, that's a very important aspect of it because then, yeah, you will get pulled if you keep making mistakes in the game. Um, so, yeah, that's just another aspect of, you know, you have to be mentally tough in this. Absolutely. I agree. I agree with that 100%. So and I'm going to ask Emily a question and you probably know the answer. Emily, so you came in as a freshman and, and, and you got a lot of playing time. What, what do you think mm-hmm. the reason you got playing time was? Um, I am, as you know, Josh, I'm not very um, skillful. So my biggest aspect, I think, as a player is my work ethic. ethic. So coming yeah. in my freshman year, you know, I kept my head down, um, worked hard and just, you know, did what I was told. And, um, you know, that got me playing time. I worked my butt off every practice I could and, you know, showed you guys that I belonged on the field. So I think that's really important, no matter your skill set, um, what you can do with, you know, the ball, your feet or whatnot, you, you just got to work hard, put your head down and just grind it out. You can't cheat the grind. That's a big saying that we, uh, use up here at Umsla. So, um, yeah, I think that's, you know, you just, you just got to work hard. Yeah, you're you're spot on. I mean, that that is, and I think that's something I, I'm. I, I knew the answer you're going to give most likely, mm-hmm. but uh, it is it is it is a, something that you can control, and mm-hmm. and you can start that process now of of pure and work ethic. It's something that is is not teachable, and you can't teach a kid who's just going to run through mm-hmm. you. That, that it's not teachable, um, and a kid that has someone who has that work ethic, you're going to stand out and, and you're going to, you're going to find a spot on, on the field. And Tyler, I'm sure you're thinking of mm-hmm. different examples for you as well. I mean, and, well, I and Eddie, there may be someone on your team too that does that. Yeah. I think, and I think Eddie's stories is a little different because, you know, Eddie, Eddie wasn't the, the, the freshman coming in and getting a lot of playing time, you know, and that's, that may be more common for, for a lot of kids coming in, but then, you know, year two, um, you know, the experience went up. Um, and and I, so my question to Eddie would be, how does a player that, you know, has to earn playing time have to approach things mentally? Uh, well, it can, either go, it can either go two ways. You can either shut yourself down and just stop and, you know, not try. Or you can do what, I mean, what everyone should do and just put your head down and keep working. Mm-hmm. There's a quote that I really enjoy by Kevin Durant. It says, hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. Yeah. And that's just a quote that I preach by. If you're going to work and coach sees that you're putting in the extra effort by staying after practice or arriving to practice early and picking up cones and doing the little things, coach will, coaches will notice that and you will deserve your – and you will get your playing time. So so, so that's a great point for – Eddie, so you're, what are you now? Are you a junior or what, what I'm year a so- are you? Sophomore. So first year, not much playing time, and, mm-hmm. and so you, you've you've increased your playing time by continuing to work hard. I mean that 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 is a that is a cool story. And and um, how much better do you think you can get? Uh, a lot better, especially during practices. If you just practice with the first team or notice how fast uh, everyone moves in a game, because you can't really practice by yourself the speed of play of 
college soccer. Mm -hmm. So just being in practices and listening to the seniors that have been there for uh, three or four years now and just doing the little things, you can learn a lot. So, and for both of you guys, you get, you, you get a 30 second answer here or, or <laughs> what, what, what's the biggest thing you noticed about college soccer? What's the biggest change you guys noticed from high school to college soccer? I would say just a level of competition and commitment within yourself as a player. Um, it's unbelievable how different it is from high school and even select, like I said earlier, um, you know, everyone's faster, stronger, fitter, more, more foot skills. So, you know, you just had to be mentally prepared to go in and say, okay, I'm, you know, I have never experienced this. So I'm going to put my head down, work hard and I will, you know, get to the player I need to be to be on that field. Eddie, you're up. Absolutely. How committed you have to be every day is a battle from what you eat for breakfast to mm -hmm. how you're going to practice. Every single day is a battle and you have to win every single day in order to become better. Haney, annually you're coming up on your senior year. Would you, would you, would you change anything for the world? No, I love it. It's, it's a full-time job. You know, everyone needs to understand that before they commit. It's completely a hundred percent a full-time job. Um, so you have to go in it with that mindset and just, you know, work, put in the work, get it done. And yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. I love soccer. I'm getting emotional thinking this is my last season. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's been a ride and I wouldn't change it for the world. Tyler Tomlinson, Culver Stockton College. You have the final word, my friend. Go ahead. Well, I, I just want to commend, you know, both these, these players on joining the show today. They're very well-spoken. They're very intelligent. They handled everything, you know, very, very well. So, um, you know, you guys are, are good representations of your programs. Keep it going. Thank you very much for your insight. I hope you guys help some, some kids going through some decision-making right now. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks everyone for, for joining us. Yeah, Cap Chat Live. I'm going to get back here. I'm getting kind of a little sweaty here in Florida. So <laughs> oh, we'll be God. live next week in uh, Cap Chat. Thanks for joining us. Emily, Eddie, and as always, the wonderful Tyler Tomlinson. Uh, this has been Cap Chat Live, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Cap Chat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. Be sure to check back every two weeks for new episodes of Cap Chat exclusively on the Rush Podcast Network. My name is Josh Tyler, and this is Cap Chat. <laughs>